0: Welcome to Faithfully Unscripted, the show that gives real life stories on how to navigate our faith when our humanness gets in the way. You guys, today we are talking about something that I know you can relate to. Today's topic is faithfully focused, right? Now, I know it's 2024 and life is in, okay? There are so many distractions <laughs> just on a day-to-day basis all around us. So today we're gonna be talking about How to faithfully focus, okay? That means how in the world am I supposed to do what God's asked me to do? How am I supposed to focus on the promises of God? How am I supposed to focus on where I'm supposed to be in my life, right? Because between Instagram and TikTok and I mean, there's so many things that can distract us. Even Netflix, you know, it's so funny when I get ready to watch Netflix because yes, I'm human. Okay, I I watch Netflix like everybody else. But it's so crazy that even Netflix, they know how to reel your attention in. So if you notice like, When it comes to the next episode on the show, like they give you like three seconds before they hop right into the next episode because it is so easy to get hooked, right? Have you ever been on Netflix for like, oh, I'm going to watch maybe one episode or two episodes and you get up four hours later and you've watched a whole season of a show? Okay, maybe that's just me, whatever. But it happens to me often where I get sucked in. So my point of that is that there are distractions everywhere. So today's topic is faithfully focused, and we're going to talk about what does that look like? How do you stay focused when there's so many distractions around you? Of course, we're going to refer to a story that I just discovered in the Bible like last week that I was very surprised at, and then we're going to give some real life examples and talk about how you can stay faithfully focused, okay? So let's get into this. As always, we're going to first define what focus means, first of all. So let's talk about what the definition of focus means. So there are a few different definitions that I found for the word focus that I want to share with you. The very first definition I found is a point of concentration, okay? So that's definition one. Another definition of focus is a center of activity, attraction, or attention. And then finally, there's another definition of focus that says that it is a directed emphasis, okay? So when you're focused on something, it's supposed to be where you're concentrated on. So that is what it means to focus. Wherever your attention is, you are not distracted and you are really, really zoned in or honed in on whatever the task is at hand. Give an example of this. We're supposed to be focused drivers, right? (laughs) There's so many examples I can give about when you're supposed to be focused, but you're not. There's so many like don't text and drive, you know, make sure that you're hands free. I think in Tennessee, it's like hands free Tennessee. That is a very important place where you should focus, right? You should focus when you're driving. But how many of us still text and talk on the phone? I am guilty of that. Even though I don't always have my phone in my hands, I usually have it going through my speakers and I'm using my uh, Bluetooth to talk to people. So even though I'm hands-free, I'm still talking while I'm driving, right? That's a problem, you know? There are so many ways that we can lose focus on what we're supposed to be doing. Driving is one of them. Um, Another example is, oh my gosh, if you're a mom or if you have a pet or any type of responsibility, It can be really hard to focus on that one thing. You know, for me in my house, having four kids, my focus is on all the things, right? I'm trying to navigate all the children and see what everybody's doing and look at everybody's homework. And that can be really hard to do. So focusing in today's world can be a real challenge, okay? So if you're struggling with focus, number one, you are not alone. So I want to talk to you about an interesting story that I found uh, in the Bible that was an extreme version of someone who was tempted to lose focus but did not, okay? So we're going to talk about focusing on what God has promised you for this particular example. If you are wanting to read along, we're going to be talking about David and his son Solomon. And we're also going to be talking about uh, Bathsheba as well. So we are going to be in First Kings, the very first chapter, okay? Always go back and look at this yourself. I'm going to give you the summary of what's going on in the story, all right? So in First Kings chapter 1, David is really, really old, okay? He has done a lot in his time. He's already slayed Goliath and done a whole lot of other things. He's followed God's path. He's got a little bit distracted and done a whole lot of things in his life. But in this particular chapter, he's getting old. And he does have some children already. He has some sons that are um, still alive. And at this point in the scripture, David has two sons that are still alive. He has Solomon, which is a son that he had with Bathsheba. And he also has a son whose name I'm probably going to murder and really mess up. But I think it's uh, Adonijah. Okay, so he has two sons. Now, David is still the king at this time. But because he's so old, you know, people are starting to, you know, as you get older, there's conversation about who's going to take the throne when when David passes away. Like, what's going to happen with that? Now, it's already been said at another period in time that Solomon was going to be David's successor, okay? And even Adoniah knew that Solomon was going to be the next king. Like, that's just what it was. The Lord has selected Solomon and that was just what it was going to be. However, David is still alive, so there really isn't any, con- any conversation about, yes, yeah, Solomon, go ahead and take the throne because David is still alive. So uh, Ananiah decides at some point <laughs> in 1 Kings 1 that he is going to be the king. So this man, y'all, he literally self-appoints himself to be the next king. And when I say self-appointed, I don't mean he just told a couple people. If you look in uh, 1 Kings 1, this man went and got horses and chariots and 50 men to run in front of him. He started telling people. He started telling priests. He started uh, killing sheep and oxen and cattle and just, I mean, just doing all these things. And he was able to convince quite a few people like he had a whole banquet, <laughs> self appointing himself as king. Okay, so I don't know where he got this idea that he was going to be the next king. But he did not wait for David to, to tell him no, he did not wait for David to die or anything. Now David is still alive. Okay. So it's very interesting because uh Adonijah he doesn't tell everybody so for example if you look in the actual chapter he has this big feast but he doesn't invite Solomon wonder why that is he doesn't invite some of the priests who are loyal to David he doesn't tell Nathan which is uh somebody that really respects David and he doesn't invite uh, Bathsheba which is Solomon's mother so he has this big festival And so Bathsheba hears about this, and she hears about it, and Nathan hears about it, and they're like, What is going on? And David, I don't even know if David even stopped him or even tried to do anything at this point because he was so old. Now, time out here for a second. If you know a little bit about David and his parenting method, it says, particularly in this chapter, that David really did not stop. Adoniah from doing a whole lot of stuff he really you know at no point did he stop him or anything so we kind of just let this kid do whatever he wanted and that's what happens you know these kids you don't let them do get away with murder and they just do all kinds of stuff so Bathsheba hears this story all around the city and Bathsheba starts to be a little concerned not too much but a little concerned. Because she remembers that David promised her and also the Lord chose Solomon to be the next king. So Nathan and Bathsheba come together and say, Have you heard all this crazy nonsense that Adonai is going around and telling people that he's a self-appointed king? Y'all, Adonai had people following him and believing him and everything. And nobody thought to check with David. Like, he put on a whole production where he self appointed himself as king. Major, major problem. So luckily, Bathsheba and Nathan get together and they say, Hey, we know what's going on. I know you've heard these conversations. We need to go talk to David about this because I bet he doesn't even realize what's going on. So Bathsheba decides that she's gonna go talk to David about what's going on with her other with this other son. And he's go she's gonna go to Bathsheba or go to David, I'm sorry just to make sure that David didn't change his mind, right? So it's interesting because there's not a lot of conversation about where Solomon is at in this story. It's all about Adonijah and the crazy schemes that he's trying to do to take over the throne. So I don't really know where Solomon was in this story, but I can tell you right now that there's a lot of like distractions going on. So I'm guessing that maybe Solomon didn't even notice it or didn't even care. So Bathsheba goes to David and says, "Hey, David, your other son is out here telling people that he's the next king. Did you change your mind or did something happen? Like, what's going on where he's going around and saying this?" So as old as David is, as old as David is, the one thing that he didn't forget is what the Lord promised him and what the Lord told him. And so despite the crazy nonsense of a circus that his other son is doing, David says, no, I haven't changed my mind. We're going to do exactly what the Lord proclaimed, which is Solomon is going to be the king. So don't worry. I haven't changed my mind and it's not going to be an issue. So you shouldn't have to worry about it again. So he, and then while he's talking to Bathsheba, Nathan comes in and says, you know, kind of just confirms what Bathsheba said that. Adonai is going around and telling people that he's the king. And David says, no, don't worry about that. You don't need to have, you don't need to worry about that at all. So he gets up at that moment. David gets up as old as he is. And in chapter one, David says, listen, I want you to get the servants and I want you to go get Solomon. And I want you to put him on a mule and let him ride through the city we're going to put oil over his head and we are going to announce today right now that Solomon is the next successor okay that's what we're going to do we're going to put an end to this I don't care what he's saying this is what is the truth and that's what we're going to go with so right at that moment while Adonai is having a big humongous celebration (laughs) celebrating his self-appointed reign David pulls Solomon to the side, and he go. He went ahead, and he crowns him as the next king. The oil is poured on Solomon, and Solomon becomes the king. Right then, at that moment, David shuts all of this down. (laughs) So while this is all happening, while Adonijah is having his party celebrating himself, so the word started to spread that Solomon had been made the king so while Adonijah is having this party all the guests heard about it all the guests that were with that Adonai had all the people that he convinced he was going to be king when they heard that Solomon was just crowned if you look at first kings one chapter uh, verse 49 it says and all the all the guests that were with Adonijah were afraid and they rose up and went every man his way and in verse 50, it says, and Adoniah feared because of Solomon and arose and went and caught hold on the horns of the altar. So this is so funny to me. Now we're still talking about focus. Don't, don't get it twisted. We're still talking about focus, but I just want you to show, I want to show you a couple things about this particular story. Number one, Adoniah knows good and well, he was not going to be king. So he made up this whole story, had all these people following him, and it was a major distraction, okay? I don't know exactly how Solomon felt about this particular situation, but I'm wondering how if Solomon felt like it was a big distraction too, because he also knew that he was going to be the next king after David. But what I, the reason I want to talk to you about focusing is sometimes people will have a big parade of nonsense around you, (laughs) you know? And I know, I'm thinking about Bathsheba, She knows for sure that her son is going to be the next king. However, what's happening around her at that time, it looks like maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe did David change his mind? Maybe Adonijah is the real king, and maybe there's been some type of mistake. But what I love about what Bathsheba does is that she doesn't confront Adonijah. She doesn't do anything but go to the source. She went right back to David and asked David, hey, what's going on with this situation? Solomon is supposed to be the king. Did you know that all this was happening? And David shut it down. And so I want to let you know that whenever people are literally having a circus around you about some stuff that's not real, the truth is always going to be what Last, so even the people, you know, he had convinced a lot of people that he was going to be the king, but even when the people heard that Solomon was crowned king, all those people scattered and disappeared. And even Adoniah got scared at the end because he knew he was wrong. So, when we talk about being faithfully focused, I think this was a great example because Adoniah had a full performance on something that wasn't even true, and Bathsheba. Instead of worrying about what was going on around her with the circus and all this fake crowning of kings, she went right to David and David shut it down. And David's truth and the word of God was with David and David crowned Solomon king. And that was the whole story. And that was it. And nobody fell for those traps. And the people that did fall for the traps of what Adonijah did, when they heard that Solomon was the true king, they all left from Adonijah. So I thought that was a very interesting example of having to focus when things look crazy around you. Can you imagine Bathsheba looking around and just I just imagine this whole crazy scenario full of things that aren't true? And luckily for us and for Bathsheba, she was actually able to focus on the truth, which is what she knew was going to happen. And that was that Solomon was going to be king. She was able to stand firm on that. And she even went and confirmed it with David, who also was able to stand by what the Lord had told him. So in this chapter, in the end, Solomon becomes the king. I mean, he becomes the king right then and there. And Adonijah is so nervous. He thinks Solomon is going to be so mad and angry with him. But if you look at the very end of of 1 Kings 1, and if you notice Solomon didn't even do anything to him. He just told him to go home. <laughs> you know, he didn't say, "I can't believe you tried to steal the throne from me. You're supposed to be my brother. How dare you have a fake coronation? You know, good and well, I'm going to be the king." He didn't do anything. He didn't execute him. He just told him to go home because When you know the truth about something, nothing matters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what other people say. It doesn't matter what other people do. The truth is always going to last. So yes, it was probably annoying for Solomon. And yes, Bathsheba probably didn't like it. And it probably was just an extra bit of nonsense. But at the end of the day, the truth is always what you stand on. So what does that have to do with focus? Well, if you're struggling with focus, What you need to really just worry on and center yourself in is what you know to be true. And that could be personally about you. It could be the assignment that God gave you. If you got an assignment from God or you know what your purpose is, that's all you need to focus on. Now, I say that like a professional, but let me tell you something. (laughs) It is really, really hard to do. It's hard to stay focused. It's hard to not get sidetracked and and compare yourself to what other people are doing and you know all of a sudden you get caught up in gossip and drama but if you are able to focus those things really are just like very very small minor things that really aren't that important so this podcast I always have to be honest and talk about the struggles and things that I'm going through so Let's go ahead and talk about the things that I'm struggling with because, Lord, there are a ton of things. It's so hard for me to focus sometimes. Uh, One of the things that I'm struggling with right now is my journey into what I feel like I have a purpose to do. And let me give you some backstory on that. So last summer, I went to a conference and it was my birthday. And I asked God, like, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing for my life? Like, what, Where is all this going? I love the trips and I love all the things I'm doing. And I, I believe that God said to me, like, you've been doing events for a long time and you've been behind the stage for a long time. You've done a great job with that. But I really believe that it's now time for you to start taking stages. And I was just like, okay, God, that sounds like somebody else's assignment. Thank you. I'll pass. What is option B? (laughs) Like, what is the next thing that you have for me? Because this can't be it. And ever since that day happened, it's just been confirmed to me in a lot of different ways. I've had people literally say stuff to me about speaking and I've been speaking before. So it's not like something is a new concept that I'm trying to wrap my mind around. So it's just for me in this season that I'm in right now, I would say that people that become speakers or go into keynotes and all this stuff, there's a formula that most people have, right? They usually have a speaking coach or they've been speaking for years and they do keynotes all the time and they travel. And maybe some of them, some speakers even have uh, speaker agencies that they're working with. I've met some speakers that have agents, you know, they have like these one pagers and and all these rates and all this stuff. And so for me, my journey into going into speaking has been very opposite of the traditional format. (laughs) I don't have an agent. I really enjoy speaking and I don't have 8,000 keynote topics. It's just me sharing my authentic story, to be honest with you. And as of late, that story has been about my mom and the mental health struggles that I went through with her and how I survived that season in my life. That's my only keynote. (laughs) Like, I don't have a whole bunch of keynotes. That's pretty much it. So for me to stay focused on this task, it's been really hard because I find myself comparing myself to what all the other speakers have, like fancy websites. And, you know, if you're going to be a speaker, you got to do it this way. And you got to promote yourself. And you got to get on social media. You have to engage and all this stuff. And I'm just overwhelmed. <laughs> and I'm just like, why don't I just, just speak somewhere? That's, that's all I know how to do. Um, and so I find myself, when I look at those things, when I compare and look to my left and look to my right, it messes with my self-esteem and it makes me feel like I'm not supposed to be in this space. But when I've just focused on what, what I know for sure to be true, when I'm able to tune down the noise of what other people are doing, I'm able to speak better and I'm able to articulate and I'm able to come up with ideas. So that is one particular area where I'm really, really working on trying to focus because it can be really hard in our culture, where we compare ourselves to other people. So that's one of the things that I'm struggling with in real time, right? Oh my gosh, another place where I find myself losing focus is sometimes when you're in places where you're supposed to be a light in a situation, there's always a lot of drama and like nonsense around me, right? There's always like just something silly or unnecessary or somebody just I don't know. Have you ever tried to focus on your job and somebody keeps coming to your office and you just really want to get your work done, but the door is open and they're just in there sitting in there talking for hours and you're like, oh my gosh, please, I really need to focus on this work. That's how it feels for me sometimes. So I'm a part of some some organizations and I have been in the past where there was just a lot of drama and just a lot of silliness that was unnecessary. And I found myself at some points, I'll be very honest, I found myself paying attention to that drama and almost getting sucked into it to the point where I lost focus on why I was there. And when we talk about focusing, y'all, we're not just talking about how important it is to stay on task and to stay on track, but there are also some major disadvantages and consequences of not being focused. And one of those things is that it takes you a lot longer to get where God has sent you because you're so focused on something else and not on what God told you to do. So in these most recent areas of my life, um, I find myself having to reshift my focus on what I'm supposed to be doing, not what other people are doing around me, not who's following the rules, not who's, you know, talking to me or not talking to me, not worried about You know, people cutting corners or people saying things about me that aren't true. You know, I used to be really concerned about who liked me and whether or not I was popular and, you know, and did people like me? am I getting the approval of people? But you know, the older I get, (laughs) y'all, I am learning not to care because God sends you some places to do certain things and He didn't send you there to be popular, you know? Like in some seasons in your life, it might be a little bit lonely and you might not be the most popular kid in the room and you may not get invited to all the parties. And that's okay because when you sit back and think about it, did God actually send you there to do that? Did God send you on an assignment or do you have a purpose that requires you to be popular? And if if it is, if God did send you into a place like that where you need popularity and you need a following I can guarantee you that God will build that for you on his own. He doesn't need your help with that. So in this season in my life, I am actively working on focusing, which we said focus is a point of concentration. I am eagerly working on focusing on what Sade is supposed to, is supposed to be doing, not what anybody else is doing. I need to focus on what am I doing as a wife to my husband? what am I doing as a mother to my children? Not what everybody else is doing. Not anybody else's parenting tricks and tips. But what am I doing? How am I serving as a leader? How am I showing up as a light? Am I showing up as a light? Or am I letting the the drama and the people and the gossip distract me from what God sent me to do? Um, And it's a lot harder than The way that I'm making it sound, it sounds like, oh yeah, I can just turn them down, just like you turn a knob on the radio. No, it is not that simple. It takes a lot of discipline, and some days I'm great at it, and some days I suck at it. I'll be honest with you. But what I will say is that God's grace covers me every time, and when I find myself getting worked up, I have lately been able to say, okay, God, I'm getting upset about something that doesn't matter. Please help me realign my focus on where I'm supposed to be doing right now because this over here is a major distraction for me that I don't need. And God will do that. God has had to reshift me a lot of times and he'll do the same thing for you if that's something that you're struggling with. So we talked a little bit about focus today and we talked about the story in the Bible of, of David and his sons. I shared a little bit about my personal things that I'm struggling with when it comes to focus. So if you're struggling with focus, I want to give you a little bit of advice that's been helping me. And I want you to think about where are some areas in your life where you need to be faithfully focused. It could be on your career. Maybe you feel like you're supposed to be climbing the corporate ladder right now. Or maybe you feel like you are, uh, you know, not where you're supposed to be or where you where you feel like you deserve. I encourage you today to really focus, right, to have a center of attention on where you are today and what God has for you. If we talk about the story with David and Bathsheba, she was able to focus because she went and focused on the truth. So a lot of times when we have something that we're worried about, Instead of looking around, looking from the left and looking from the right to see what everybody else is doing, I want to encourage you today to look up, to look up at God and ask God like where am I supposed to be? You know, we talk about having a compass or a road map or a north star, whatever um whatever example you want to use. Let God be that for you. Because God will he will guide you, you know? Have you ever Have you ever been bowling before? And I remember as a kid bowling, when you're little, the guardrails go up so you can roll that ball (laughs) down the lane and you always hit a pin. You never go into the gutter. Ask God to be your guardrails every day. Like, can you please be the bumpers for me today? Because I want to go straight down this lane and I want to hit those pins at the end and God will do that for you. So just remember that as you go out throughout the day and you start to get a little distracted or you start getting upset about things that really don't matter, all you have to do is tell God, listen, I need you to put the bumpers on, God, because I need to focus. I need to hit those pins at the end of my lane and I don't wanna be in the gutter, literally. So please help me focus and God will do that for you. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Please make sure that you like this podcast Um, also we are gonna have some subscription opportunities as well so you will be able to find out when the next episode comes out thank you so much for watching or not watching because this is a podcast (laughs) thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you at the next episode